Hi again everyone, this is Posty Posterson, and I've got another Super Deluxe Special Edition episode for all of you Sleep With Me podcast patrons. In case you've never listened to one of these, um, I'm Posty. Usually I help Scooter with some of the editing of the show, but once in a while I'll take an episode that recently aired and I'll add some music or some sleepy sound design to it. And the Scoots will release that as a Super Deluxe Special Edition show. That's just one more way that we say thanks to all of you who are supporting Sleep With Me. So thank you. I hope this helps you get some extra sleep. And let's get into another Super Deluxe Special Edition show. Recently, Scooter's neighbor Ray Perkins has been talking about a trip that they took together. But there was one part of that trip that I didn't think got mentioned in those episodes. There was a part of that trip when Ray and I actually met up and we played an open mic at a small uh, coffee shop. We, We just sort of met up along the road and decided to start a band. Ray Perkins and the Sheep Counters. Um, So yeah, we didn't rehearse too much. So I hope you like it. Here's uh, Ray Perkins and the Sheep Counters inaugural performance in a, a small cozy cafe with big plush couches for everyone to sit or lay on. Um, I hope that this helps you get a little sleep. And good night. Uh, hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray. Oh boy, it is so good to be in your ears. Uh, but I know some is, some of you are new, so I wanted to reintroduce myself. I'm Ray Ray Perkins. Pleased to meet you. Oh boy, is it my honor. Uh, to be here in your ears, my fr- uh, hopefully you'll be my new friend. Uh, and I'm here to take your mind off stuff, keep you company with uh, trip reports from trips I took with a uh, Scooter, of all people. I like to call him the Pot Boy or Little Andy or Scooter. Uh, though I really, yeah, I don't know what to, though when, in this case I call him a consumer of soda pop. Uh, a lot of times when we're, when we're, when we're traveling together because he drinks a lot of soda. Just on the trip, so, you know, it's his vacation. Uh, so we're here, and I'm going to, I do have to, okay, so if you knew, you, uh, yeah, I guess that's all you need to know. I'm Ray Perkins. Uh, I like taking trips. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a person, I'm not a Scooter's generation. I may be one or two or three generations before him. More experienced, he'd probably say. 
and we met when he moved in next door to me in about, uh, I don't know if it was the, it wasn't the aughts, but it was the, uh, whatever they're going to call the last decade. Before the podcast, of all things, I saw him, he saw me, he kept walking. Uh, then I saw him, I waved, he moved his head, he kept walking. Uh, these are some of my first memories of him. I said, look, I, I don't know about that young man. He's got something, uh, he's a little bit of a Grinch uh, or a Grouch. Uh, and I said, I'd like to know him. Uh, and I have a loquat tree. So I strategically, it wasn't, actually it was just an accident. It might have been a strategy of uh, synchronicity. I was there uh, checking on my loquat tree. Oh, for those of you, loquat is a stone fruit, not very popular for consumption. And it looks like an orange berry. Not that tree many of you are thinking of. Not the bright, uh, shiny orange berries that some of you are thinking of. I don't know what that tree is. Uh, but I did want to give it, you know, acknowledge that that tree does exist. But this one is a... Uh, the berries are fuzzy. The small, the orange is a bit larger than a grape, than the ones you might have been picturing, which are a little bit smaller, like a pea. And, the, you know, here in California, we have loquat trees. You might say, Ray, you don't sound like you're from California. I'd say, well, this is where I live right now today. And I've lived here, and this is, you know, I stayed Scooter's neighbor. So I, so I saw him many times coming to, to his, he would go, he had to go down a driveway uh, to get to his apartment, which was on the backside of a build, like, like a house that was made into apartments. Uh, and I also lived in a house that was made into apartments right next door. But he didn't go in the front door. He said, Ray, the front door is where my bedroom is. The front of the living room is my bedroom. And when I would visit him, this turned out to be true. His living room, uh, he only had a one-bedroom apartment because, you know, this is the Bay Area. And so his living room was cut in half by some curtains uh, and a thing he put up there. And on one side was bed. There was just enough room for a bed. I guess maybe he's saying this is too much, but he doesn't live there anymore, so it's not a violation of his privacy. Uh, but so he had a bed there. That's all he had was a bed. Uh, it was right up against the wall in the corner. Then the curtains were on the other side of the bed. Then he had a dresser. So technically the dresser was in front of the door that you would go in, or the side of the dresser was. And then more curtains, and then on the other side of the curtains was the sofa. There was also a night of stands, one of which he used as both a, a side table and his nightstand. And that was a small, you know, the living room was now smaller. There was the TV, a chair that Koa liked to use. And this is a little tour of Scooter's old apartment. Then a hall, not a very long hall, where the restroom was, uh... And then if you continue down the hall, straight in was the bedroom where his, his young one would sleep there. And then to the right was the kitchen and the door that was his, it was a back door that he used as a front door. All of that to say, to get there you had to go down a driveway between the two buildings. And so I would see him many times because I would be out enjoying the day. Oh, my friends, do I love enjoying the day. Holy moly. 
And so I would see him there, and eventually I got a, his eye contact in a way he couldn't deny me. And eventually I broke through that ice, I mean, a bit. Uh, and we got to know one another. I learned about Bernie the Butterfly. Eventually I learned about this podcast. And, uh, you know, we became friends. We, became, uh, we didn't become fast friends, not with Scooter. Oh, no. Uh, but, I, I mean, I think he probably has become fast friends with someone. Uh, but he still has friends from kindergarten. That is a, a, a friend from kindergarten. So anyway, we became friends. I've been on the podcast before, but usually I come on to talk about my trips. Normally, my trips I would take myself. Uh, uh, but since then, Scooter, I've had the pl- pl- pleasure of traveling with Scooter on trips. Now, particularly your friend Ray, he likes to take trips to theme parks. I'm a big theme park fan. Uh, amusement parks, I'll take second of, uh, after theme parks, particularly, well, you know, I've, I've, Scooter's actually opened my mind, but t- I used to just be a Disney-only park goer, but now I've learned my heart has grown and my perspectives have grown uh, beyond Disney. Now, we will be talking about a trip we made, and this will just be one part of the trip here. And I guess without further ado, so get in and get cozy, because this was uh, the holiday season. Whenever holiday season you particularly, however you celebrate your holidays, well, 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 holy cow, I'm glad uh, you take the time uh, to celebrate and have uh, something for meaning for you. And for some of you, that might be, oh, and I just don't want them. You know, so I know the holiday season... I hope uh, you could uh, you have some space uh, to celebrate something. Uh, but you won't be listening to this in the holiday season. But I was more saying whatever year you know you're listening to this uh, is not super important. I mean, it's important to you the year you. Well, but you, you, the scooters trained me well on this uh, sleep podcasting thing. I think. So whatever year you're celebrating it, though, is important to you, or, or even if it's not a holiday. I guess my way of saying this is I'm trying to be non-specific about years. Uh, also, oh dear, so I, I did have one thing to say to regular listeners. Uh, because a lot of time has elapsed, and maybe I'll have gone back down that road. And you'll be in the future knowing more than me. But originally, now this was like uh, almost uh, more than a half a year ago. I had gone on another trip with Scooter to Los Angeles in the, the, the Southern California, and we went to three parks, but I only recorded two episodes. I had intended to record three about our trips, and then Scooter was going to release them slowly out. Uh, but he, uh, he, I think, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, what would it, would it, I, 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 now, oh, we just never got it recorded. The one about Universal Hollywood. So I just wanted to say that in case she's like, Ray, didn't you go to Universal? So, but maybe you heard it. Maybe I recorded it after this, and it, that's a miracle of podcasting there. Uh, but ho- holy cow, let me set the stage for this. This was late in the holiday, this was the beginning of the holiday season. The first holiday season in the history of the podcast that Scooter was going to take some time off. Uh, now, I mean, I, I, like we, I, I'm friends with him, so I know, like you, you say, well, you got to, Scooter, you got to take some time off. Uh, and in the past, all the other holiday seasons, he said, well, right, slow 
like during the holiday season, not as many people need to, to, to interact with me, whether it's listeners or other, like uh, the other, uh, you know, hidden parts of the podcast we don't know about. All those little things that keep the podcast going, those slow down in the holiday season. And Scoot in the past has used that to ramp up production and just get more editing done, more shows recorded. Like he's used the quiet time. And, and again, he said, well, I didn't work as hard because it's a little different work and I'm getting ahead of myself so then I could take time off at another time of year. But a while ago, Scooter said to me, Ray, you know, last holidays were so quiet. Uh, I kind of wish I took them off because then I could, like, instead of just working, working, working. Uh, because, you know, one of the things is, uh, let's see, I, I, I mean, I don't know all this. You know, so this is Scooter's life, not mine. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he, 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 when you're constantly producing something, you got to constantly be producing it. And then there's the administration of making it work and all of that stuff. Uh, and what you don't want to do is, you like, uh, let things pile up, Scooter. This is what Scooter told me. So sometimes he was like, well, I'm better off getting ahead. Uh, but he said, maybe I could just keep up just enough over the holidays that everything would be okay. I said, my little pot boy's becoming a, a pot person uh, because he's learning, uh, uh, he, you know, to me, this was a growth thing. I said, oh boy, is this H-O-P? I, don't, I did not want to say it out loud. I said, is this H-O-P-E or T-R-U-S-T? Scooter's experiencing with the world here? Holy moly, I was touched. And he said, maybe I could take some time off uh, and, you know, just work a couple hours a day. Because uh, Scooter's definition for time off is working eight hours. That's, on, that's what he does when he's on, off. Uh, like he works half time. So I said, he said, I said, well, what, what, what sounds like you're on a, you know, what you do is you say, well, that sounds like, what do you think? I think you're thinking things through there, Scooter. Sounds like you're on to something. And then I said, well, what would, you know, now I had ulterior, ulterior motives because they said, well, what would you do for that holiday season there uh, to relax, you know, with your best friend, um, you know, upon my assumption? And so we decided to make a trip. Now, where else would we go if I was, you know, manipulate, you know, if I was playing the Wizard of Oz uh, behind the scenes, but to, to, to Walt Disney World. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, I won't talk about the planning. Sometimes I talk about the planning with Scooter. Uh, this was a slowly, uh, easily planned trip, uh, very loosely planned, I guess, uh, but in a good way. And so we found ourselves on uh, the Friday. Was it the Friday already? No, the Saturday. Oh, boy. So it was a Saturday before uh, the, the, the traditionally, like, schools were out on that Friday. And then I think, uh, let's see, this was around the, the 22nd or the 21st or something. I don't know, of December. And it was a Saturday, and we had a night flight. So... Uh, what we did was, now Scooter, you know, he always goes back and forth. Now, you, when you live on the West Coast and you got to fly to the East Coast, you have two tough decisions, unless you have a boatload of dough. And even then, it's not possible to just get a direct flight anywhere. So almost always, you have to take two flights, for the most part. 
especially if you're keeping it within a budget. And so then you say, well, am I going to fly all day and then get into the East Coast late night in the East Coast? Like most of the time, no matter what, uh, I mean, I, because of the time change and everything, you can't get there before 9, 10, 11 o'clock. And then you say, well, then you fly all day, which Scooter likes that because he works very well on an airplane. And then the other option is you fly over the night. They call that the red eye. Now, the red eye is, you know, it, it glamorized in the movies in the term. Oh, boy, I'm a jet setter. I got the red eye. I'm living large. Now, what they don't tell you is most of those flights, they're only like four or five hours tops. So, uh, you know, now, now also, you, you, you know, if you, if you listen to this podcast, you might relate to some of Scooter's, you know, machinations within his mind. And that sometimes he creates things that aren't, like, he creates a situation that comes true or creates more... So, like, uh, he's slowly been undoing this. Like I said, he's becoming a pod teen from a pod boy or a pod tween, you know, maybe. He's, you know, he, he's, uh, he's, he's growing because uh, he used to dread these overnight flights, uh, uh, especially when he has other, you know, he's juggling being a parent and all those things. He said, I, can, I don't have the emotional wherewithal to deal with being tired and, oh boy, it's just going to not be fun. And then a year ago, I think it was a little bit more, we did it and it worked out okay. And so I, he said, huh. Because I, I said, Scooter, well, okay, let's talk about this. So what if you don't sleep on the flight? You'll be very tired. Okay, for how long? Well, it'll be a miserable, okay, yeah, it'll be a rough day, right? Uh, and what if we can't take it? What if we never get a hotel room till 4 p.m.? And then what do I? Oh, well, okay, that would be tough. You're right, Scooter. That would be uncomfortable. Yeah, it would be. And then, so then we tried it out last year. I don't know if we recorded it. I think we did with the pool hopping and uh, ended up working out. Now, we were tired and we did take a little bit of a nappy poo. But I think it relieved Scooter. Now, Scooter also had a COLD on this leaving the trip, so he actually was extra tired because he said, well, I'm not feeling good, uh, so maybe I actually will sleep on this plane because my body's like, hey, let's get some sleep over here. And so here's what I remember. I don't know what time we left, but then Scooter was like, wow, I really like leaving in the afternoon because it gives me the day to get everything in order. It's very relaxing. And this is the second time we've been through this. For him, a lot of times, it's like, even though it's the second or third time, it's like the first time for him. Uh, because he's still reinforcing, you know, the grow, you know, the, the trust in the world thing. And so we went to the airport and we got there, no problem. It was, you know, it wasn't even as busy as we expected. And we got in, we got something, we got something to eat uh, for dinner. And then we got a flight from uh, San Francisco to Salt Lake City with a layover there. And I, I remember, you know, using the restroom there, you know, a nice restroom. I remember, you know, finding my way through. You know, sometimes all these airports start to run together. It may have been my first time in that airport, but it was a pleasant enough experience there. And then we got our next flight, which probably left around like 11 or 12 p.m. 
a.m. You know, 11 p.m. I think I don't think it, I think it was like 11 p.m. Maybe like uh, let's see, that would be 1 a.m. plus four. Yeah, so probably around then. And Scooter must have slept. Uh, he he wasn't expecting. I think he did some reading. And I honestly think I was sitting next to him. I think he probably slept like uh, out of a four and a half hour, five hour flight. I think he probably slept three hours or four hours even. Also, this flight was on Delta, which was so great to see a Scooter's podcast on there. And then the podcast from Lauren and Phoebe and the team at Criminal, This Is Love was on there. So, oh boy, was that a delight. I listened to all... And on being, I listen. I just listen to podcasts the whole time myself. Or maybe I fell asleep when it came to Scooter's podcast. But that was pretty fun to see the podcast on the airline. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll keep it on there. That like a great opportunity. And so, okay, so then we flew there. Now a flight got into Orlando. Uh, at about, uh, about, it was supposed to get in at about 5 a.m. It got in about 5.30. And so we said, okay, what are we going to do here? And then we went down. Now, Disney has their own buses that go, they call it the Magical Express. And the good thing is that if you checked your luggage with the, 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 the tags, that the luggage goes to your hotel. And you don't even have to go fetch it or anything. Now, it does take like six or seven hours because I don't know if they're not like a, it's not like a, what do you call that, where you're, uh, it's not a high priority, you know. Uh, so if you check your clothes, you know, if you didn't check your clothes or whatever, that, uh, uh, you know, you make sure you have a change of clothes. That's what I'm saying in your toothbrush, in your bag, which we, we, we've learned that, Scooter and I. But so there we go. We, uh, we so we get the Magical Express. It's a bus. Uh, it's free. And you know, strategically for Disney, they, I, I think uh, they say, well, it's going to keep you. You know, if you don't have a rental car, you're probably more likely to spend time with us. And I said, well, that's an interesting concept. Uh, uh, but it is convenient. Now, some people would say, oh, it takes too long. Or those things. Now, we happen to be lucky. We were the first. They they drive. So it's a like a uh, like a Greyhound charter type bus. And you get on there. You wait for it to fill up, and then uh, it, it goes to a few hotels of the Disney hotels. Now, we were staying at uh, what was the place we were staying? The Disney. Uh, uh, French Quarter, Port Orleans French Quarter. That's what it was called. And so it's uh, themed after New Orleans. Uh, and uh, and it's a smaller hotel. It might be the smallest hotel. I mean, more like a motel. Uh, maybe I'll talk about Disney hotels at some point uh, because I think it's important to clarify my opinion only. Only my opinion. You shouldn't embrace opinion. Uh, but I say that just if you're a person that pl- stays in a lot of hotels, uh, uh, th- that you know, like when you see the rate that you're paying for the room, you would assume it's a hotel. And this one is not, it's not a motel either. Uh, but it is equivalent. I mean, oh boy, I don't want to get myself in trouble here. But, uh, you know, your friend Ray, I like the Fairfield Inn. 
and Hampton, you know, those those places. So I wouldn't call that necessarily a motel and say it in a bad way. I would say it's a very nice place to sleep. Not a fancy place to sleep, not a luxury place to sleep, but not and not like when we scoot and I stayed at the Lost Hills Motel. That's just a decent place to sleep. It's a good place to sleep. And the um the Port Orleans is a little bit nicer than that, but I mean it's no, it's nothing I don't know. When you look at the price, that's my only thing. But I I mean that's just the way they do it. That's the way they've always done it. But I just say that because I think of all the people that go there and maybe like just to prepare you because you say, well, I've traveled a lot for work. So I see I'm going to pay $200, $300 a night. Uh, you know, you're going to have certain expectations that might not be met. But it would be like uh, out of all the trips I've taken with Scooter, this was a, he said, Ray, I'll never stay in another place again unless it's way, this is way overpriced. And I agree with him because it's so small, uh, because with a lot of the Disney hotels that are in the affordable range, which would be under $300 a night, and I know that's uh, a little bit wild to say, uh, but if you're looking when it's busy to pay like less than $350 a night, and, and sometimes you could pay as low as like uh, under uh, under 200 like in the 120s, uh, uh, there the can be a lot of walking around to get you a room in this Port Orleans uh, French Quarter, it's not like that. Everything is close to your room, and so and also it's very nicely themed. Even though it's a motel setup, what I mean by motel setup is uh, you walk on the outside to get to your room. Uh, you don't walk on the inside, but it's made to look like little buildings in the French Quarter. And and I know okay, this is where I uh, address anybody. You know, if you're scoffing or anything, I totally understand that not everybody is a Disney theme park person. And that this stuff can be approached in many different ways. Now, your friend Ray, I realize everything. And I have enough room inside for everybody's thoughts and things. But this is just what I happen to like. And I think Scooter likes it for much different reasons than I do. He kind of like likes schlock. I don't see the schlock so much, but I understand it. And Scooter likes it that he's like living in a ridiculous situation where I'm more immersed. But sometimes Scooter gets immersed too. So I don't know if that, that clarifies it. I, but I realize that all I say all this with a grain of salt. I mean, I realize that uh, not everybody's in a position for this thing. And not everybody likes it. And the good thing about Scooter's podcast is there's hundreds of episodes. So, uh, like, I'm just here to put you to sleep because I know there are a lot of people that do enjoy it. And your friend Ray is one of them. But it doesn't mean, you know, we live in a gray world. Now, this one happens to be a pastel world. But, uh, and so, like, if you like one thing, that's fine. I happen to like this thing. Uh, like so, I like it. But if you don't like it, you don't you don't agree. That's totally okay too. You, like we just uh, so so. I just want to acknowledge that too, in case. You know, it was, but so, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say in the most sleep podcasty way is I really like this hotel, and we'll call it a hotel. We'll just agree to use their terminology. 
and Scooter did too. Now, Scooter liked it for different reasons than your friend Ray. I liked it because of the theming, uh, because of the convenience of the layout. Also, they have many quiet places. This is some places Scooter and I agreed. And Scooter even took a couple afternoons to work, and he worked outside, uh, close to fountains. He did find that most of the fountains are also the smoking area. Uh, but he really, oh boy, did he enjoy it. So, so I like I just like the theming. I like the size. I, I, I found it quiet. There's a horse-drawn carriage every going through in the evening every once in a while. Cobblestone streets. Uh, there's a pool. But so, okay, so that's where we were staying. What was I talking? Oh, we were on the Disney Magical Express thing. So you get on the bus. And we go to the hotel. Now, we were all very prepared. So Scooter said, you know, the, 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 in, 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 the, in the world of being a West Coast to East Coast traveler, uh, the, the, the idea of going to your hotel and getting a room at 5.30 or 6 in the morning is just a, it's a dream, but it's never going to happen. Am I right? And those of you that work in hotels, they give out those rooms when you can. Holy moly, you are saints. Uh, now, now, there's not always rooms, and then there's hotel policies. Like, why would you, we give you a room at 6 in the morning? Check-ins at 4 p.m. So we actually had zero expectation of getting a room. So our plan was uh, a little bit different because this was the winter. The last time we had gone, it was the spring. It was warmer. It was good swimming weather. We decided, okay, let's be flexible. We'll see what time we get to the hotel. We'll put our bags in storage, and we'll go to a theme park, or whichever theme park happens to be around opening uh, the time. And so we get there off the Magical Express. We have our, like, uh, our backpacks and those things. And we said, oh, okay, well, we'll we'll check in, and then we'll, we'll go to the, the bag thing, luggage services, I think that's what they call it. And we'll figure that out. You know, maybe change our T-shirts and our socks and those things. Uh, brush our teeth. And then we'll go to a park. And now, so this was probably about 6.30 in the morning we got to the hotel. And we go to check in. And it's a little bit, I, actually, I don't know if there was any line now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, no, we walk in. And then as, as we're walking in... Uh, there happened to be a couple people working, and this woman looks up, and I think she even started walking towards us, and she said, oh, hello. And this is another line of, uh, even your friend Ray gets a little bit, uh, like, the over-the-topness of the faux, but this person was not faux anything. You know, but the over-the-top, have-a-magical-day type thing. Uh, but this person had it, I think. Like, she, oh, welcome. Oh, you know, uh, we had the, 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 the our tween with us, giving the tween a greeting. And uh, then Scooter took over, you know, in his, uh, his more brusque manner. said, here's, you know, here's my ID. Uh, and then uh, she started typing away. And her name was Tony with an I, just in case anybody's listening. Holy mackerel, what a miracle. And again, she was just being pleasant. We weren't planning on getting a room. And then she said, oh, look at this. Uh, your room's ready. 
And I, she said, I was going to try to find you a room, but there's already one here assigned to you that's open. And I'm sure the hotel people can't be pleased about that because they want those rooms, you know, busy all the time. But I, we, we almost all fainted. We said, wait a second, our room is ready. You got to be kidding me. And uh, and it, it was a, it was a moment to live in, in history. Now, probably not the best thing because you don't want to uh, have that expectation ever again. But it was like, holy mackerel! You mean I could change my? You could brush my teeth in my hotel room. We don't have to store our bags. And then we went through a little bit of like checking in. That took a little bit of time there. And I think Scooter immediately wanted to... I think he immediately bought a coffee. Uh, but maybe he made a coffee in the room. I don't even know. I'm trying to think what he did. Because I think... Oh, he wanted to buy the unlimited mug. But we won't talk about that right now. Because they didn't have it... Re- like, it was too early in the morning. They said, we don't have the unlimited mug. Uh, and he said, oh, bummer. And they said, yeah, well, uh, come back in an hour. Uh, so I think he probably made a coffee in the room, or maybe he bought a coffee, or maybe he did, knowing Scooter, he did both. Uh, but so we went to the rooms uh, and uh, got our teeth brushed, our socks changed. You know, I don't know if Scooter even hopped in the shower. I have no idea. And then, you know, Scooter, you know, he has dyslexia. So we said we came with our crew that we had, and we said, well, okay, what's up land here? Now... At this particular time in the history of the Disney parks, there was there's four parks, right? Uh, you got your uh, uh, your Disney Studios. You got your Magic Kingdom, which is a bit like Disneyland. You have your Epcot Center, which is going through a lot of construction, and then you have your Animal Kingdom, which is a bit like a, a safari animal celebration place. Now, also with that, the busiest time of year, so the hours are very extended. And then on top of that, Disney had just opened these new Star Wars things at the, the Hollywood Studios. And so that park was already open, I think at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., because they have these extra hours. And so we knew that was out because we knew that it was going to be super busy and you really had to be there when it opened if you wanted to go on the Star Wars rides. And you could always find out that stuff from, like, Len Testa and the touring plans people or the unofficial guide. That's where we get our information from. Uh, But so uh, we said, okay, that parks out. Then uh, we said, okay, well, I think we had some fast passes. Uh, I don't know. Let me look at my notes here. Let me just check a couple things here. Yeah, so we had some fast passes for uh, uh, the uh, Epcot Center in the evening. So we said, well, we don't want to go to Epcot Center. I think that Epcot Center opened at 9 or maybe 8 o'clock. And then Animal Kingdom opened at 9. And then Magic Kingdom had opened at 7 o'clock uh, uh, with early magic hours. So, so with the early extra magic hours or something, they, they call it... Uh, it means the park opens an hour early for the people that are staying at the Disney Hotel so you can get in an hour early and get some rides on. And Scooter and I go back and forth between using that and not using it because you got to be up pretty early 
uh, but you can get more done. But then the other side of it, you know, when you talk to the 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 the, the, the crowd experts, is the park fills up faster. But scooter, you know, scooters and I, scooters brought me around because then he said, "You're probably right. We'll just go to the park when it opens. We don't got to go to a park when it opens early." Uh, but Scooter likes to take a break, and so do I. So then we kind of have gone back the other way, because it's like, well, if you get there earlier before and you have the hotel advantage, you could get a lot more done, and you're done earlier, so you could take a break earlier. And if you take a break earlier, it's more more likely to be a longer, refreshing break. Uh, but, you know, if we do multiple episodes about this vacation, then you'll probably hear more about that. But so at this time, it was already like uh, pushing seven o'clock. And so we said, well, the Magic Kingdom's already open. Uh, so should we go there? Or will it be too busy? And then Scooter said, well, we'll just go to the Animal Kingdom. We'll go now and we'll get there early. And then all of us kind of looked at him because he didn't realize he had had uh he had missed an hour because of his dyslexia. And we said, no, 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 it doesn't open till 9. He said, right, we'll go now. And we'll get there like 45 minutes before it opens. And then we said, Scooter opens at uh, at, at 9. It's seven, it's 7 or like uh, or 1. And he said, oh, okay, I guess we'll go to the Magic Kingdom then. And we'll just see how it goes. It might be busy already. We might not be able to go on any rides. We'll just deal with what we deal with. Uh, because I guess sleeping at this point was out. Uh, because we said, oh, okay, we'll do some stuff for a little while. We'll go back at lunchtime and sleep for a little while. Now that we have the luxury of the room, uh, in an ironic way, the stress of waiting for the room and being tired is relieved. Uh, because you know you have a room to go to whenever you do feel tired. Uh, so the next thing we do, we go to the bus stop. Now, Disney, the, the refining how they do things, but most places, uh, some places you could take a boat, some t- places you could take a gondola, uh, but a lot of places you take a bus to the park. So we go out, we go to the, you know, you can check on an app for the most part at this point. Uh, so, but we didn't know. So we went to the bus, we got to the bus stop at, uh, Oh, we caught a bus at around 7, 10 a.m., maybe exactly. And it was actually, according to, or maybe we got to the bus stop at 7, 10, and the bus came at 7, 18. Yeah, that's what it is. And it was raining and drizzling, but it was warm, and we had rain gear. We expected the rain, so uh, it was drizzling, it was warm. And, I mean, compared to the Bay Area, it was warmer, but not uh, balmy. And so we were already like used to a rain with a slight chill. So it was like, oh boy, this is very tolerable weather. And also the rain, now the rain you might think, oh, it makes the parks less busy. That's sometimes true and sometimes isn't. So we got to the park exactly around 7.30, the Magic Kingdom. Now you go in, you go, you bus, you, you have a bit of a walk, uh, you go through, they check your bags and things. Then you go through the, the, the turnstile, which is now just a circle that you touch. Uh, they have these things called magic bands that you wear, uh, which is a bit like a Fitbit with uh, Mickey on there. And all, like you use that, you could use it to, like a bit like Apple Pay, but you also use it to check into the park, to check in for rides you have a pass for. 
of course, they also use it to collect data. But it's interesting the data they must be collecting of the crowd movement in those things. Uh, but so we got to the park, and it was already open, but it was only like, so the Main Street is open. That's Main Street USA, they call it. And they had a giant tree, they had a holiday music playing, and the ambient music track there. And it was very nice. And then the first thing we did was we tried to look at Starbucks, but it was like an hour wait for Starbucks. Because they had a Starbucks there. So we said, okay, no Starbucks. And then and then uh, we had it, we looked at the castle, which was very nice. I think it's Cinderella's castle. And then for the uh, magic hours, they had been already going at 7. Now it's about 7.30, 7.35. And so the lands that are open are Fantasyland and Tomorrowland that are open uh, during this fast pass time. And so we went, and then you show your hotel thing, or they scan it. I think they scan your wristband, and then you could go past. Like So they let people on Main Street, anybody, but then to go to get the rides, they check to make sure you're staying at the hotel. But again, we only had, like a two, at this point, a 15-minute head start. And we went, and first we looked at this one ride, Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is a bit like a family roller coaster. And it looked like that's like the busiest ride there at that park at this time. It's just very popular. It gets a long line right away. Uh, Though if you watch like the touring plans, they say, okay, well, actually, like about a half hour after the park opens, it takes the initial people that were there when it opened. And then the, the like you have a little bit of a lull. But it didn't look like a lull at that time. So we skipped it. It didn't have a, a wait time. Maybe it wasn't even running, but so we went to Peter Pan, which is the next busiest ride normally, and there was no wait for Peter Pan. At 7.41, that, according to my notes, we went on Peter Pan. And that is a, you know, that's a, uh, I think you could say archetypal Disney Park ride for families, a dark ride, they call it. And you go on there, you get in a pirate ship that flies over London, you go like with the kids and Peter Pan and the mermaids and, you know, the lost kids and, uh, you know, uh, King King Captain or whatever his name is and Smee. And it all works out, you know, just like this is fantasy. Like, let's not, you know, worry about it. And that's a fun, fun ride. Uh, but it's even more fun when you don't wait in line for it. Then we went and we said, well, let's just go see this Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I don't think Scooter or I did. I think the rest of us, they said, well, let's just try. Now or never kind of thing. Uh, so we went on that and it was drizzling and it was not a very long line at all. Maybe 30 minutes of something. And so we went on that. Then we took a break at one of Scooter's favorite bathrooms. Now, Scooter knows, and this was a joke the whole trip, he knows all the bathrooms uh, everywhere because he drinks so much liquids that, he, you know, he's got to go when he has to go. So he uh, he likes the ones uh, by Gaston's Tavern. Uh, he says those are usually the little tucked away usually pretty clean, usually not as busy as the other nearby bathrooms. Uh, so he said, let's go there. Again, it's drizzling. 
you know, were in a, like a little bit of a heady state, uh, but it, all, you know, spirits were high. Then we went on the Little Mermaid ride. Again, no way this is a ride to have at California Adventure and, and Disneyland. And, uh, yeah, California Adventure, and then they have it in the Magic Kingdom. And you had to walk through the whole queue. Now, the queue in uh, Magic Kingdom is much better than the one in Disneyland. It's, uh, you kind of go through grottos and all those kind of things, and there's a lot of animated stuff, uh, and whatever that bird is, whose name I forget, the one that calls it, the, you know, Smurfdorf or whatever. Oh, this is, you know, a spork. Uh, it's for fixing your hair. Uh, so, so why can't I think of that name? Squabble. No, it's not Squabble. Maybe I'll remember. But that's a nice ride, too. Uh, you know, it has all the hits. Uh, it's got singing, it's got dancing, it's got the wonderful Ursula uh, uh, animatronic. Uh, uh, you know, so it has the big numbers, it's got Ursula. It's a fun ride, and no weight at all. Uh, so we went on that one. Uh, then we went on the teacups. And I didn't go on it, just Scooter, Scooter said the teacups are supposed to have Christmas music, but they didn't. I think that was only at night. Uh, uh, but Scooter went on the teacups. He had fun uh, with his tween there. And then we started to notice, uh, like, uh, like an objection, actually. And even your friend... Now, we didn't file a complaint uh, or a disapproval but just because we were so busy. But it was raining, but not hard. And when you think about the futures of these parks, you might say, okay, this is, you know, unsustainable... But also you think about how the unsustainability uh, relates to, you know, that that it's like uh, two sides of the same coin or whatever you're going to say. Even though it wasn't raining hot, there was a lot of puddles. And I said, what are these people, these Disney people, they don't know how to drain? Like, uh, I don't don't pay this money to walk in puddles. Uh, But mostly because we were tired, it was just a lot of gruffing. But realistically... I mean, I guess I'm saying they got to do something because it wasn't huge puddles. Uh, but when you're paying $100 to go somewhere, uh, you say, I don't want to... St-. I mean, I guess I'm not trying to be a snob, but it, it, you say, if you're going to manufacture something and have a manufactured experience, please manufacture it without the puddles, please. And I would say this is probably related, you know, to the the water table in Florida. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh uh, so, it's just, but again, so I'm, 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 I'm taking the larger issue, but also putting in the customer service context. So, so that was not great. Now, a lot of us did have wool socks on because we expected the rain, but uh, I don't know. It's just something none of us were happy about on a, a few different days. He said, What are you doing here? How do you got these puddles? Don't you have some sort of, you know, jet, jet stream engine or something? What, the, what in the mackerel? And I'm not just talking about little puddles. I'm saying uh, they just have mad, you know, these road like walking areas, which are like high, high you know, uh, like highways. And you see, you can't have a puddle there because everybody's got to walk through it. Uh, so I don't know. Not to be, you know, Debbie Downer or whatever you want to call me. Uh, but that was that. Next thing we did was we went on Space Mountain. 
is that right? Yeah. So we went on a lot of puddles, a lot of rain. We were getting wet. Uh, still warm. We still had the right gear. We didn't have like rain pants or anything. So our feet and our pants, it wasn't raining hard enough that our legs were getting very wet. Uh, but we knew we didn't have much time. But again, oh, the other thing was the crowds had not picked up, even though this was like around now nine, after nine in the morning, probably. Or maybe at 8.30, probably like 8.30, maybe closer to nine. Uh, it had not got busy. So we went on Space Mountain with zero weight. Uh, uh, we thought about riding it again, but then we said, well, let's make the most of it. And then we went on the People Mover, which is a really nice ride. And again, when it's so busy like this time of year, like the People Mover at this time had no weight or like five minutes uh, uh, but when when I say no weight, I mean under 20 minutes when I say no weight. Uh, but also, like, uh, what was I saying? Oh, uh, the people move at different times during the strip was up to over an hour to wait to go on. It's, uh, which to me was a little bit unacceptable. Uh, but so, but so we waited no time and it was very pleasant. Oh boy. You know, except that we were tired. So it's like a little bit of a lulling ride. It's like the sleep with me podcast of the magic kingdom, that man, uh, people mover tomorrow way, people mover, Wedway people move. It's been called tomorrow way transit or something. Uh, but again, this is one of these situations when it's like early and there's no crowd. You're trying to make a... While the sun while the sun was not shining, so we went on the people mover, and then we went on Buzz Lightyear, uh, which is like a, like a, one of those games where you, you like squirt gun stuff, uh, and that was fun. Scooter won, of course. He wants everybody to know that, but other people had higher scores than him outside of our group. Just in our group, he always gets the highest score. Uh, sometimes his brother Buck beats him. Uh, Okay, so we went on Buzz Lightyear, then we used another restroom, not a high, as high on Scooter's b- b- restroom. Uh, let's see, Scooter's, oh, so Scooter said, the, the okay, so this in Tomorrowland, and Scooter says he didn't use, he doesn't, no, he thinks he did use, uh, there's a couple different restrooms, but the main restroom is like near the restaurants, uh, Across the way from the uh, uh, the uh, cars, whatever they're called, Tomorrowland Speedway, and those restrooms are very high traffic. So you know, if you're looking for a quality fast restroom or something that's uh, likely to be cleaned, don't use that one. Uh, but that's the one we used. We you know it was just a convenient stop. Uh, then we were all starting to get hungry. And so we got some croissant sandwiches at the Friar's Nook in Fantasyland. And apparently they just started serving food or breakfast recently. Uh, it was a new thing. And I think those came with tater tots. And it was uh, it was decent. I mean, for, for a Disney World breakfast... Uh, uh, it was, it was uh, palatable. Like I'd say... I don't know. I'd have to figure out how we're going to rate the food, but pretty good. I mean, nothing as good as a, uh, you, a little bit better than you'd get at a, like one of the fast food restaurants, I'd say. And the tater tots were good. 
then the next thing we did was we headed through and we went uh, uh, to a mansion of uh, 99 happy um, uh, friends uh, from the big farm, the, the, the mansion, the big farm mansion. And that is a classic. Oh, boy, was that a classic. We had fun for that one. And, you know, that's just a great classic to go on. Now, in Disneyland, they have a, a layover, whatever they call it, makeover, the, the nightmare before, uh, the fun, the, the dream thing before Christmas uh, overlay. But in uh, Disney World and Magic Kingdom, they do not have that. Uh, but it does just fine on its own. I mean, what are you going to say? It was great. And then we headed over to Pirates of the Caribbean. We joked with Scooter's Tween that she used to call it Pirates of the Caribbean. And independently, she didn't. I don't think she even made this connection. She would say, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean. And then she would say, oi, my keys. Uh, that's really what she thought they were saying, not ahoy mateys. So she'd say, I'm from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oi, my keys. Uh, and that always gave me a laugh. Why, my keys, where are they? What did I, oh. Uh, like a little pirate of the Caribbean. But then we had more laughs because we realized the nuance of uh, accidental in this case. We say, well, if you keep your keys in a Caribbean, the pirate of the Caribbean might take your keys. And then you'd say, oh, my keys. And this is a classic attraction, just like with the, the, the mansion of the big farmers. Uh, uh, this is one of the big ones, and especially when you hit it early in the day like this, there's no wait. Uh, and it really, oh boy. And it's a little bit different. You know, I did cover the differences between the Disney World and the Disneyland one, but it's been a while since I've been at Disneyland anyway. Uh, so really enjoyable. But then what happened for the first time ever, I, I feel like Elsa now singing, but uh, is that who sings that? For, uh, I don't know. But so, no, that's Anna who sings that. Anna who sings that. But so the, the ride stopped moving. I mean, that's happened before. But so we get into the part of the ride about halfway through where you're in a big room, it looks like you're indoors, outdoors thing. Uh, the pillaging, the pirates and the pillages have gone on. And you get to the big musical number where there's like, you come into the room on the left-hand side are a few different pirates and they're singing yo-ho-ho. Uh, then up ahead are more pirates in, in different places on a bridge, off to the left in the housing... Maybe the, I don't know if that's when there's one off to the right with the pigs, but, uh, and they're all singing this song and it's layered. But so we stop moving there right in front of the ones that were singing with a donkey that sings, I think, or a mule. And we were stuck there for a while. And I, I mean, we didn't have, uh, you know, video cameras of those. I don't think it would have caught the moment, uh, but long enough that you were able to like really, uh, Notice that you say, wow, do they, I don't even know, you know, what you could do with, uh, what is that, in, in something is a mother of invention or whatever. Because so each of these auto magic characters has their own speaker system, independent audio tracks, I believe. 
and they're all synced up and it really works as far as like binaural like i mean this is not binaural because you're really there uh but so you're listening to them and and uh the quality of the audio is like we were just stuck there long enough that uh and then we moved forward a little bit then they made it they kept making announcements you know stay seated just wait you know working on it uh, then they started making announcements that they were going to have to do a full reset or a restart, restart or something, you know, like just like with your modem or whatever. Did you try to restart it? And so at some point after that, we flo- we started flowing backwards, which I don't know if that was just the lack of forward water uh, or what, but we flowed backwards back to the uh, three men in the donkey or whatever. Uh, where eventually we stopped moving again. We listened to more of the music. No, we were all in good spirits. Uh, so it wasn't like, oh boy. But it was maybe 15 minutes of, uh, maybe even 20 minutes of sitting. Uh, and then we finally got moving again, concluded that ride. Oh, Yo-Ho-Ho, Scooter wrote, we were stuck in the Yo-Ho-Ho room. Boat went backwards, uh... And that's the truth. And then we said, let's call it a day. Except for the tween. She said, what else are we going to go on? We said, uh, well, let's call it a morning, not a day. And we said, no, no, let's go back. Let's uh, let's get the bus. Let's take a little nappy poo. And so we all uh, caught, we walked to the bus stop. We got the bus at 1047. We were waiting for the bus, according to Scooter's notes. And then uh, we went back to our hotel, and because we had a room, there was no stress of like, oh, well, are we going to rest? And by like, according to Scooter, between ten, uh, between 11.15 and 11.30, he was asleep, because I think he does like a little reading uh, to help him fall asleep. Uh, and, uh, you know, the next time, uh, I'll do another episode soon about this uh, uh, continuing this trip, but I could tell you one teaser was at 2.30, Scooter was already drinking soda, unlimited soda, uh, because I could see that's his next note. So, uh, yeah, so I'll ta- talk to you again soon, my friends. Oh, my friends, so good to be back in your ears, taking you on a little journey with your friend Ray. Good night.